Welcome to the Mindful Surfing Podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam Morgan. Liam, what is the news? Hello. Well, we're doing episode 12, is it? Yeah. 13? I'm getting lost now. 12. Uh, And we are recording again, which is Mm. a good thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, news is that we're still, uh, at time of recording, flat as a pancake. I think we had a one-inch wave yesterday and I was getting excited. We're still a bit flat where we are, but the storm's coming. There is. It's on its way, isn't it? You can tell, just looking outside now, there's this sort of these clouds and a bit of rain and some movement. It's sort of mm, little little gestures of, yeah. of environmental shifts yeah. leading to Stoke. Do you know, I had a friend this morning ask me, she said, can you sort of smell the surf coming now? Have you got to that level? I said, Will, Will can. Will has a little bit where he will say, there might be a wave at six o'clock for half an hour at beep. Beach, <laughs> and usually you're right. So, it's not a secret. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I just, I'm, make, it, I'm making it sound more mysterious, and it's like, just, for, it, just for dramatic purposes. You do start to get to this level where you think, hmm, maybe, maybe. But then you know, you look at Magic Seaweed and it's saying sort of ten, twelve foot or something, and raging storms are on the way. Annoyingly for me, I'll be, uh, I'll have, it's sort of famine and then feast, but I'll, I'll be sat watching this kind of raging torrents but we should be all right on the south coast so it would just be nice to get something resembling a wave yeah i totally agree and i think makes me think of the kind of gratitude Mm. duality of Mm. summer yeah loads to be grateful for yeah flat as hell yeah waves are really weak super crowded but the sun's out that's epic yeah and just enjoy that enjoy enjoy and you know come january or wherever you live in the world. Yeah. I don't know if you get a winter wherever you're listening. But the seasons, you know, there's always something to be grateful for. Completely. There's always something that's challenging about yeah. it. And that is that does drag. It's fascinating how when you're yeah. in the extreme part of the season, uh-huh. summer or winter, yeah. it just starts to drag like a little it's like a it's like a sort of Yeah. I can't think what it is. It's dragging. <laughs> and it, and it feels it feels it feels like and you've got to be careful what you wish for, right? So we were talking about last week how we went to uh, Cornwall and we'd had a couple of trips to some and had some really great surfs, but also I got thrashed on a couple of waves that were just slightly outside of comfort, sort of nibbling away at the edges of the safety zone for me. And then I haven't had anything since. So it's that kind of, I want that return to Stoke and get back on the horse properly to waves that I'm enjoying, which is why I might have to go to the wave pool in the next couple of weeks, actually. But equally, it's just then being very mindful that when those waves arrive, you get what you're given. And if they're too little, they're too little. If they're too much, they're too much. You've just got to sort of ride that out. And you also may find that you get in and, yes, like you said, you're not, you might not be in, in your rhythm. Yeah. There might be the, the, wave, the wave size yes. might not be there. You might find this other people getting in the way. Yes. You also find in most locations around the world that you kind of have mm. this, what I call this end of summer crew. Yeah. Because they've kind of got a bit of the bug. Yeah, I can see that. Of surfing. The water's really warm. Yeah. Everyone tells you that the best time to surf is that kind of coming of the season. Now, yeah. now listen, I'm discluding places like yeah. Hawaii and yeah. the Maldives. And you know, there's loads of locations around the yes. world where it's not quite the same at all. Because mm-hmm. the water stays the same in terms of temperature. The waves are really, really strong in that yeah. pattern of like massive, heavy winter, yeah. not much at all yeah. in the summer kind of thing. But in a lot of other locations, in particular where we live in, in Northern Europe, you kind of got this whole autumn yeah vibe and you get it especially in obviously in the uk but yet in portugal in france i'm not sure about other spots around the world i know in california yeah. they're big into their autumn yeah. i know east coast and west coast yeah. uh and that probably applies to south america a little bit yes. as well although it's not the same patterns anything around the atlantic yeah. is in particular affected by this 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 coming of, of autumn and you get a lot of people on the periphery and the fringe of surfing mm. who've gotten into it they're riding their foamy they're doing their thing and 
they stay around yeah. for a while. And they should. It's it's epic. I mean, how else are you going to get into surfing if you don't carry on into sort of slightly punchier waves, slightly better waves? It's the best time in a it's way. The best because time. The water's still warm. The light for me in September and October when you're surfing is epic. Yeah. You lose some of that piercing glare that sort of burns the backs of your retinas from the August sunshine and the, and the summer sunshine. And you get that light and that sort of, there is an energy and a stillness all combined yeah. during autumn that I really love. So you can see why they do. We talked a little bit on social, sort of knitting these two things together as Will and I work out how to use Instagram <laughs> and get a bit better Very at much post, work out. posting these things. Uh, so if there's any uh, experts on that out there, give us a shout and help us out. But um, this kind of acceptance of adult beginners in particular you know you're talking about people who stick around and because Mm -hmm. everybody gets that bug starts somewhere and goes wow this is fantastic and how we all can sort of try and grow and understand and have empathy for people that are coming into this uh, fantastic pastime sport whatever you want to call it whatever label you want to put on it and we're a bit harder on those i say we i'm talking about surf community and this was the article that justin hausman wrote in the adventure journal how we sort of need to learn a little bit about how to be more accepting of people Mm. that just want to get involved in no way shape or form a a lot of the breaks in the uk anything like you know i think i showed you that clip of uh, mauritius where those white shorts guys are so brutal i mean i I'm not going to get on my soapbox around this. It's disgusting. If you want to check it out, go and have a look at this sort of localism and territorial nature of these guys in Mauritius. These sort of, uh, it's sort of disgusting, really, how they treat tourists, essentially, who are just trying to enjoy a few ways and not necessarily being out of order when they're doing it. But there's elements of that kind of, oh, you know, these people are beginners, they're kooks, this, that, and the other. And as we've said before, just putting our, embracing our all of our own inner kook and, and in letting those uh, human beings enjoy what we're enjoying mm-hmm. is no big deal. Uh, you know, look out for their safety and look out for, uh, you know, can we help them? Can we give them tips? Can we encourage them? Mm. But we often are a little bit hierarchical and dare I say uh, snobby. And in some ways we like to pull the ladder up behind us as as surfers. It's a good expression, yeah. Um, Because it's a challenge, you know, and particularly for people of my generation. I always say, and we talked about it a lot, Will, in, in terms of what, you know, what's the right terminology for people who are, uh, starting or or beginning or, in, or or let's call them improvers as we were chatting about last week because you know I've probably been learning to surf for 20, 20 years or so but mm. very much at the beginning maybe this is why we're seeing more of an influx and it's, it's long may it continue is that you you just were given a board and unless you had the money for surf schools or to live with surfers you had to work it out yourself mm. so there was no how to rip mm-hmm. there was no surf simply you know there was none of the sort of easy accessible online tutorials that in the kind of privacy of your own home you can go yeah i didn't really want to ask about how to do that cutback or i didn't mm-hmm. want to see you know how do i better generate speed down the line or mm-hmm. whatever it might be mm-hmm. but now that's all available to us all from the you know young groms to the 50 year old groms it makes it a little bit more accessible mm. so the last then remaining frontier for us all is kind of hopefully loving and empathetic human beings is to just open our arms a little bit more and let people into this wonderful church that is surfing. I totally agree. I think that in me is two parts. One is like the real me, which is kindness Mm. and compassion applied directly. If we're using the example of, you know, let's say I'm in the ocean and someone's struggling and maybe they're getting in the way a little bit and they've got this big board and it's Mm. all a bit like, potentially annoying but that part of me that can empathize with that struggle because you know learning any new skill at the beginning is is, is difficult yeah obviously yeah what we tend to do as humans is is, is forget how 
shit we were when we were starting out. And because there's this second element that I'm coming on to, which is the second part of me mm. called my ego, which gets annoyed and t- starts to what I call an internal chatter of, yeah. fuck, are these people doing in the way they're going to be gone by October as soon as it gets cold. Yeah. They're doing it for the, for the image. They want a tan. I mean, it's like the Shane Dorian yeah. quote, I surf to get a tan. Yeah. It's just a great quote. Um, and there's all that and it yeah. fires me up because I'm there come rain or shine, triple overhead, snowing, mm. and I'm there. But this is, of course, just ego because, oh, I'm so raw. I'll, what the fuck? It's a self-identity, self-created yeah. identity that means nothing other than just this, this big shield to the world. And the practice of the evolving mindful surfer, I think, yeah. is the practice of the increasing awareness of this inner twat, basically. Who can, yeah. be, who can be such a such an idiot in the surf and be so kind of totally. separating of yourself versus others. And then the next bit is, and, and this is what I, I, I really think, it's never to force kindness on yourself. Because I've definitely had this thing over times where I've gone, shit, am I a bad, am I a bad person mm. for having these thoughts? Because they do happen almost every time I surf. If yep. someone's a bit kooky and they're in the way, I'll be like, oh, for fuck's sake. And I think, you know, is there something wrong with me? And the more I've developed an understanding of what mindfulness really is, yeah the more I've appreciated that there's nothing wrong with me, nothing wrong with anyone who has any angry thought about any other human, for that matter, in any area of life, but that in being mindful, you're starting to see your own insanity. Yeah. Well, to have any of those thoughts is is human. To err is to to be human, right? Yeah, of course. I agree. I mean, even, you know, we joke a lot about this sort of uh, uh, dynamic of, you know, kind, inner twat, all of that stuff all of the time. You know, I would be lying if I said that I was a holier-than-thou, open-armed embracer of all that sort of enter the ocean, because I'm a human being. You can't have that all of the time to notice those things. And I'll I'll always separate those. I have to say this all the time. I think there is always that line. This is being an old healthy safety, as, as my son would say. But there is a line between, you know, what people are doing that sort of is threatening other people's safety mm. zones, if you like, and just getting involved and enjoying the water and pushing themselves out of their comfort zone. So if you take all that away, because some stuff is just downright out and out dangerous and it's responsibility of more experienced ocean goers to educate those people in that. Otherwise, they're going to hurt uh, themselves, definitely, yep. but absolutely other people. Yep. So that's one thing. So if you take that out of it, it's then a case of just yet yeah, breathing and accepting that we've all been shit and we all are shit in the eyes of somebody else, for example. So for every sort of uh, gnarly dude, dudette or whatever label we want to put on them, think looking down at somebody who's trying their best to learn and embrace all of this great stuff that we all have enjoyed, somebody else is looking down on them. It's like that old was it the two Ronnies sketch or something, you know, where they, <laughs> I look down on him and then that person looks down on the next person and that surfing mm. can be so like that. Can't oh, it? Man, totally. Well, I can do a cutback. So I'm going to look at that person as a kook. Uh, and then somebody's there going, well, I'm pulling airs, dude. So your cutback, I'll raise you an air to a cutback and you're the <laughs> yeah, kook. I'll raise you. I like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking true. And we're all just having a good, it's all nonsense. We're all just having a go at enjoying ourselves. Yeah, totally okay. is. Is that a soapbox box? It's quite soapy. It's qu- yeah. quite soapy. You look quite good on the soapbox. So- soap I need box, one. Though, I'm dude. small enough. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it is that thing where, you know, this applies to, to all levels of surfer, let alone beginners or people coming back into the sport. Mm. But if you're listening to this and you kind of want, and this is, this is genuine kind of three tips moment time, yeah. Uh, from myself, from having experienced a general sort of pretty slow but gradual and constant progression through my surfing over the last, yeah. let's say, 12 years in the, in the dedication I've given to it, is that we all come through our own journey and, and come through kind of wisdom that we've learned. Yeah. 
And there are three things that if you're getting back into the sport or you're in that more beginner realm, but listen, this also applies to anyone in any realm. I'd want to hear this as an intermediate advancing surfer as well, is these three things is like, what is it that stops someone carrying on past September? They've done the summer thing or they've got back into the sport. What are these next few features that I think cement the habit of surfing and continue its progression and growth? And I think these three things I want to pop down. And mentioned, which is one, fitness. There's nothing more sapping to the soul than getting back, let's say, after a four-week break of not surfing. And if you've not worked on your fitness whatsoever in that time, it's just it just destroys you. If you've had a whole, let's say, a holiday, and you've surfed a bunch, and you've had two weeks off, I mean, geez, your fitness levels go right up. I would agree with that wholeheartedly from my own experience as yep. well, is that surfing is one of those things. There are lots of them, particularly surfing, mm. is one of those places where in the right or the wrong conditions, however you want to see them, you will be found out for your fitness. There is no hiding place. So for all the talk in a pub over pints about how you've surfed big waves and barrels in God knows where, when you paddle out with your friends or peers on a Sunday morning, wherever you might be, just going to use Croyd because I used to do that probably 20 years ago, you very quickly found out as to how fit you actually are. So true. It's a big thing. And you get found out even more with beach breaks. Yeah. Especially the beaches we get in yeah. the UK. I mean, France and Portugal yeah. places. But of course, anywhere around yeah. California with the beach breaks, East Coast as well, South America, South Africa, Australia, you, you name it. No matter where you go in the world, the predominant wave is a beach break. So let's let's say that most surfers will get found out with beach breaks. But what's really interesting is there's a nuance within that, which is if you are surfing reef breaks. Yeah, yeah, true. And there's particularly if they're on a point, you can kind of, be super kooky in your fitness level and get away with it. But again, what's interesting is the ocean and Mother Nature will still find you out because with point breaks, you know, by your second wave, you're having to do another half mile paddle back to the peak. Eventually you'll get found out pretty much. You know what I mean? And you might only catch literally a wave or or two. But my point is work on your fitness. If you have a break from from your surfing, get get in the pool, get yourself doing some weight training, some pull-ups, some chin-ups, press-ups, squats, lunges, core training, get yourself into a yoga class and just basically make fitness a cornerstone of your surf habits it's yeah. all leading to the surf and every single workout i've ever had yeah has a little bit underneath it which is why which has a little bit underneath it again which is surf yeah if you keep that focus in mind like why am i doing this because exercise motivation can be really tough sometimes it's remember it's, that it's for that it's it for is. joy so it's not i should exercise i should do this i yes. should do that to get it's I could be a better, or or rather, I could enjoy my surfing more yep. if I got a little bit fitter. Big That's time. how I pushed myself again. And uh, and because, you know, you and I surfing, well, you're, you're a trainer and, I, and my body was aging and was, was injured and all that sort of thing. And I really had to look myself in the mirror. And this is, you know, we'll go through the tips. I've got one on that based on sort of where you're at with your surfing. But look myself in the mirror and, and fitness from a fitness point of view and say how much of this pain, if you like, lack of progression, is through being unfit mm. but you, you have to really be authentic and honest with yourself first to find the answer because the ego doesn't want to say you're not fit enough i am fit i can surf thank you thank you very much well you got to be honest P- with yourself. particularly if the eating habits intertwined with that yeah. are intertwined with a lack of stress management yeah. and intertwined with a lack of understanding of your true self versus yes. your ego self yeah. being to do with, let's say, emotional eating. Yeah. You know, so it's unraveled, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. The whole thing is unraveled. Yeah. And if you can be honest enough about your kind of surf fitness flaws, yeah. then well, at that point, you're then starting to, to seek the help that you might yeah. want, not just need, because yeah. let's be, let's be uh, frank about what a need is. 
you know, this is a want. Mm. But then you can be honest about your wants and then seek, seek advice yeah. and get help and ask questions. And well, you know what, you're getting fitter and you're back in the sea catching way more waves and, and not having anywhere near the same level of 100%. struggle. Regards to these tips, the next one is people. Because I think if you want to go into that winter period, into heavier waves, and you want to progress your surfing beyond just that summer flirt, or yeah. just that flirt that you may have on the occasional weekend, or yeah. here's another flirt, the flirt with just your local break, which you tend to know really well because it's yeah. quite mellow and you don't explore anything else. Yeah. If you stay within that comfort zone, if you want to continue to stretch that comfort zone, it is vital to be surrounded by the right kind of people. And that might be a surfer who's better than you. Yeah. Or a surfer who's at the same level as you or similar, who just has an enthusiasm for it per se. Not yeah. because they want to be seen to be cool. Not because they want, as Shane Doring says, a tan. Although none of those things, there's anything yeah. wrong with, you know, getting, I love getting a tan. Yeah. And, and I love the fact that surfing does look really cool yeah. and things. But that you're with someone who's in it for, I wouldn't say the right reasons, because that's just my yeah. opinion. But what I would say is, is they're in it for what we may call grounded, authentic, soulful reasons. Yeah that are based on progression and the ocean and nature and also sharing in, in stoke. So you want to see your friend get a wave just as much as you want to get away and all that good stuff. And I think people play a huge, huge role. They're massive. In how motivated you either are or you aren't yeah. in regards to surf, in particular yeah. when it gets colder and darker yes. and messy and bigger and whatever. Yeah. Well, it's like the, my mind's going black now. You are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. This is it. And the same applies for the same method, if you like, or principle applies for who you go out into the surf with. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely for me. Somebody who can teach you, somebody who's competent, somebody who's encouraging, all feed, progression, stoke, energy levels. And, again, keeps you inside the safety zone that may you may require as you're progressing. Because the worst thing you can do is go and put yourself off something that is so amazingly rewarding yeah. by frightening the shit out of yourself too early or at the wrong time, in the wrong place. And then you just think, that's it, it's not for me. I'm never going to get back on the horse. Or you think it's not for me until next summer. And actually there are places you can go even mm. when it's absolutely thumping. You can't do anything about the cold other than get good kit. But you can find places where you're still going to get great rewards all year round. 100%. And it may be that also with people that in that realm, it might be that you have surfed with certain friends and you feel beholden to that friendship and that in that surfing way. But that in some ways, they kind of either A, reduce your stoke and don't leave you with that enthusiastic yeah. feeling because they don't really want to see you get the best waves mm -hmm. of your life because they kind of have almost a slight envy of, mm. of that or they might have their own insecurities, yeah. let's say, yeah. maybe. Or they just want to talk about their own surfing yeah. the whole time, let's say. But not only that, not only on a, just a stoke level, but they might be other people you hang out with who are either pushing you way too hard yeah. or are constantly moaning about not wanting to go in, let's yeah. say, heavier waves. Now, yeah. we've approached this a little yes, bit ourselves. absolutely. And so what it is is that there's no tip, that tip about people helping your surf motivation isn't to say that actually it's about finding people necessarily always. Sometimes it's actually about who do you need to let go of? Yeah. And who do you need yeah. to not surf with? Yeah. To help your surfing too. Absolutely. Because sometimes there can be times where that solo surf into, let's say, more challenging waves can be really therapeutic because it is just pure self-motivation. You've got to get on a thick wetsuit. Yeah. It's cold, let's say. Yeah. It's big and gnarly. There's not many people out. Yeah. And it shows a real level of self-motivation yeah. you're just going to go in there just purely catch waves absolutely right. and you reduce and you take away the social yeah. element and you are recurring theme for the mindful surf and one of our sort of core principles if you like is you are surfing like no one's watching mm. so you're able to make mistakes and in some of those solo surfs again within the confines of your safety zone you can express yourself more freely 
and make the mistakes more freely than you would otherwise mm. with people that might you might feel there's a judgment from them. So that's why you kind of surround yourself with the right people. But broadly speaking, if, if you can and as you're progressing, I think find collective of encouraging surfers who you can learn from as well. That's, that's a real magic thing to have. So, you, you know, join clubs, get online forums. You can find people now to probably surf with through those community groups. And there are surf clubs in all sorts of corners of the country where, you know, you find like-minded spirits to go with. Really good, dude. I totally agree. The last tip I was going to say was keeping your surf motivation going. Was the um, it's wetsuit. Yeah. So there's three things there that I've learned mm. over, the, over the last twelve years. Is 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 fitness. Keep it going. Yeah. Even when you're not surfing, as soon as you get back, bang, you're straight back in. Mm-hmm. People, huge. Mm. Just get to know wh- which people you do and don't want to be with in the surf. And then I think it's 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 suit. Your wetsuit is. It's. I think it's bigger than the board I think the board thing you can probably just get away with being maybe on the wrong board for a while which most of us have to have been yeah. on in yeah. order to have learned yes. which board we actually need to be that's on that's right so that happens all the way through. And, I, and I think the board thing carries on going through save the pun here but going through waves yeah. you know higher volume then lower yeah. volume and then yeah. higher volume and then lower volume yeah. I think that change in volume and length yeah. and dimensions goes through an evolution I think throughout yeah. your surfing life mm-hmm. but the one thing that we will not be able to deal with Mentally, physically, on a level of focus is when you get cold. Mm. If you get cold, or you, in fact, the other way around, if you're a bit stiff, mm. wetsuit is huge. Now, listen, if you're listening to this and you surf in bodies, well, firstly, fuck you. Um, <laughs> you lucky... You lucky son lucky, of a gun. Because bodies, oh my God, don't even... Bodies is just different. It's yeah. just like easier. I know. I'd say 25%. I would say roughly 25%. When I've surfed and snapped in bodies, it's so easier much. than being in a suit. Yeah. And they are so few and far between for us that they are so memorable. And fun surfs, the frivolity of surfing in a board. It's serious stuff sometimes, pulling on wetsuits, gloves, boots, hoods, if you like them. But hoods become essential after a certain while. I, I hate them. They're horrible things. But this kind of, it takes utter resilience to surf through the depths of our winter. Yep. And so we salute anybody that is prepared to put themselves through that. And if you are, then the rewards are great, though. Oh. Um, so totally. keep, keep doing one thing I would add Will is you know this article really resonated with us and particularly with me about the kind of adult beginners and mm. returning to surf for a lot of people returning to surfing or coming from other board sports or whatever it might be and all of the tools you know because I think my surfing is probably again and this this ties into my final point on it is it's progressed for a number of reasons more in the last three two or three years two and a half years let's say than it had almost in the previous 15. The reason for that, I think, at the very beginning was being honest about where I was with my level of surfing. So if I was going to dish out advice, and some people, there's a bit in in some of these articles as well, about how open anyone, particularly adult beginners in everything, are willing to take advice. How open are they to constructive advice from other people who are higher up the whatever progression ladder is. And it's it's a tricky one, isn't it? To sort of let your ego go enough to say, where am I at? And particularly if you have been surfing for a long time, and I'm, I'm sure there are lots of guys and hills out there who have found themselves in this place where they have surfed, you know, throughout the late 90s and into the early 2000s without any of the online resource that exists, and then sort of drifted out of it because the progression's not there. And or they've kept surfing through that time, but without any real progression around sort of technique skills and other ones. So to sort of look yourself in the surf mirror and say, hmm, I like that. Probably am a surf little mirror. bit. Yeah. Mm, probably I like am that. I am on that spectrum. Of course I'm surfing. I can surf green face waves and all that sort of thing. But really I'm here on the ladder or, mm. or I'm here in the house of surf as we talk about. It takes a lot of ego management to do that. 
And so if you can get there as well, then you can really start to rebuild and progress. You need mm. to peel back those layers of where you've got to in order to uh, get somewhere that you, you want to go, if that's what you want to do. If that's what you want to do. And, and I think some people seem to be pretty content with not being in the why not? realm of yeah. like constant progression. Yeah. And in a way, that is progression. Yeah. See, whichever way you look at it, contentment in itself is a growth step. Yeah. If you decided you just are going to surf. Yeah. There's going to be no element of like learning new bits yeah. and new ideas and new approaches, yeah. techniques, etc. If it is what it is, it just boom, pure contentment. Why yeah. change it? And there's and no, nothing wrong with if you want to go in the whitewater for 20, 30 years, well, who gives a shit? Nobody can judge you for whatever level you want to get to. It's so, so true. And if we do have this thing of judgment, oh, I've surfed for 30 years, where you expect yeah. Yeah. like top to bottom, yeah. full barrel. Yeah. Like commitment in big waves, all this kind of stuff, certain clothing, certain hair, yeah. you expect X, Y, Z, you expect yeah. you know, the career path to be an X, Y, Z, you know, total bollocks because surfers, well, there's a mold, there's a perception of them, but when you really start meeting surfers more and more, it's, it's just humans, just completely coming from all kinds of walks of life and, from and different all corners approaches. of the planet. Totally. And, and like you said, they might have been surfing 30 years and they can barely stand up yeah. on their board still. Yeah. But they are having more fun than anyone. Yeah. And they're taking in the view and they're looking at the cliffs and they're feeling stoked because they're in the sea and they're just appreciative. And yeah. God, that's that's everything that we want from it anyway. Yeah. And God, I'd love to be able to take some of that surf school stoke yeah. with me sometimes when I'm getting annoyed about, talk about a fucking first world problem yeah. of like, you know, my fins. My fins feel a bit, my fins feel a bit sticky off the top. <laughs> it's just like the fucking... The nonsense. But with expectation comes, I think, a responsibility to one's own ego to be aware of it. Yeah. You know, once you've set your bar higher and higher mm -hmm. and higher, you know, that's a cool thing. Yep. And you progress and that's wonderful. There's such a joy in progression. But the caveat to progression and the duality involved in it is that your ego yep. is going to go on that ride with you. Cool. And it's going to expect... Yep. You to be able to do a certain thing, certain maneuver a certain way, yep. surf a certain size, yeah. ride a certain board. And if you don't meet up to that, yeah. there's going to be this kind of almost like this this negative self-talk. And this is what we're trying to raise so much awareness about. You're very, very good at that. And at the same time, I have noticed that as you've got better, yeah. you've also, that expectation has ridden with you. Yeah. And I've noticed there's been quite a few surfs recently where because you haven't quite met the expectation yeah. you have for yourself mm. in that way yeah. now, that that slight drop-off has led to like, being pissed off. True. I mean, I'm not at in the particular level... with, with with slightly higher, like bigger weight. Yeah, I'm not at the level where I'm doing a John McEnroe and throwing my not boards quite. down. Oh, I did throw your puddle jumper on the floor the other day, but by accident. Did throw? Uh, I mean, let's tell the real story, yeah. dude. You got the puddle jumper. I was you in such fucking a fucking smashed it yeah, on the van. I kicked it. <laughs> you kicked it. The fucking wrong board. Yeah. I could have duck died yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so many liters. This is a shit. this board's a shit. The waves were shit. Everything shit. And you were supposed to be one of the mindful surfers. Oh yeah, sorry about that. Good. Yeah. No, no, but, but it's true, isn't it? You kind of, you have to be aware of yourself. And internal critic, internal judge is often harsher than any external one that you will yeah, face. Yeah. So being kind to yourself and being aware and getting on it. But we've talked in light of this, but almost pre kind of starting this project is just being open armed collective community, whatever you want to call it, for adult beginners, if you like. You could be starting out in anything, meditation, mindfulness, curious about nutrition, mm -hmm. curious about body, uh, wanting to sort of progress certain things. But the mindful surfer should be a sort of safe place, if you like, to just come be yourself and have a idea about maybe where you want to get to, yeah. but also trying to explore, you know, how do you get more and more comfortable and happy in the here and now while you're 
working on that, you know, and that can apply to anybody of, of any age, but it's just nice to have a little anchor point to say, you know, everybody's welcome here to come and have a chat about that sort of thing. Damn, damn and increasingly, sure. we'd love to hear about your experiences of beginning and the uh, how it's been for you and what the expectations have been of yourselves and how welcoming certain breaks have been and, and what learnings you've taken out of it mm. and, and where, looking at it from the other way around, if you are just completely starting out, well, where can the surf community improve, if you want to call it a surf community? What are we doing wrong? Well, surf man. I, I also, it makes me think of Michael Jordan, who I'm reciting from his latest, uh, there's a Netflix. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Documentary, so. very, very good, called yeah. The Last Dance. And yeah. I recommend anyone watch that if you want to just watch something that's all about the progression of, of, of you know, learning, yeah. growth, overcoming failure and, and trying to lead towards success and all mm-hmm. these things. In that, I remember him saying, and I always remember this, he was saying what was instilled in me from a young age was keep the beginner mindset yeah. throughout your whole career. It's right. an eagerness yeah. that a beginner has. Now, a beginner is completely at scratch. Yeah. So what he did was just treat every month and every year he was in that realm and this is Michael fucking Jordan mm. as a beginner I'm just starting and he yeah. had this line he used all the time and it became quite famous amongst yeah. the Chicago Bulls which is I'm just starting Yeah, I'm just starting I'm only just starting I'm just starting it's this constant flowering and freshness of like wow he is on the precipice of the present moment because yeah. he has already completely let go of the path and it's like how can I just and it's this aspect of you know his free throw Yeah, like no I'm just starting out yeah. I need to work at that again. Yeah. And it's like, you know, in surfing, we... I we, love that. We It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And it, we create these boxes. Now, I feel like I'm just at the beginning of my cutback progression. Yeah. And I'm just at the beginning to getting that nose just around the corner yeah. and, high, and high and tight. And then if I ever start to slip into this, well, I've got this and I've got that and it's all, and it's all just like how it is. This is when I stop progressing. But not only stop progressing, I think what it is, is, is I stop having as much joy. The, the joy and progression are... Yeah. They're married. Of course. They go into the same nutshell because i think the joy is in like wow i just did that but the point in that is you're only going to do that new bit if you go through failure in maintaining the beginner's mindset like a michael jordan there's just like well of course beginners fall off of course they fail they, they fail and they fail and they fail and you just don't give a shit i'm going to come around the corner of the cutback in front of the locals try and like do like a tail slide let's say this is something i'm yeah. trying to do right now it's just going to wet. It's going to fail, and it's going to fail, and yeah. it's going to fail, and it's going to fall off, and it's going to fail, yeah. and it's going to fail. It's again coming back to that thing of, well, would a beginner care about what other people think? Well, of course not, because they're just beginning. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show. If you connect with what we do here at the Mindful Surfer, why not share it with your friends, or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review? Because the more ratings we have, the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, it's, it's, you, you see this in kids, don't you? When they're learning to walk, when they're learning to talk, and they start dancing, and they sing, and they do all of these things with a complete disregard for whether anybody's... And they don't care because they're not aware of other people watching. And as they get older, it's really hard to see as a parent. It's, I suppose it's a human condition and a human path that they start to become a little bit more aware, and then they stop freely expressing themselves. Not because they don't want to, mm. but because they are acutely aware of other eyes are on them. And, and it's a self-imposed uh, prison of not wanting to do things because of other people. And I think as a world, if we can just drop that, we just have this free-flowing, positive vibration that is out there where everybody's kind of 
doing what they want to do, you know, because it's natural and it's authentic. Because who doesn't want to dance around and sing? And, and some people, you know, if you don't, you don't, but you might want to express yourself in other ways. But we squash it. And the reason it's squashed, and I'm relating this to surfing in, in exactly the same way as I was talking about this sort of surf school happiness. And then you get that sort of midsection happiness. And then well, by the time you get out of the back, it's like the sort of surly teenagers or, or weary adults where we've been so battered by the weight of expectation of ourselves and society that you can't have that freedom of expression anymore. And that's such a shame. So I love Jordan's um, take on that so much. I, I think that's Amazing. If, if We could all do that. And where ego actually does get in the way, because if you said to any of those uh, people in the out the back lineup, you're all beginners or you're beginners, how offended would some of their egos be? Well, Instead be- of us all saying, yeah, you're right. I've got this Michael Jordan mindset. I never looked at it from Jordan. I haven't seen that. I've got to, I've got to check that out now. Actually, I've got a story for that because yeah. I, was, I was in the sea the other day yeah. and I was just in a really good mood. I was in Bordies. It was warm water. It was in a spot slightly yeah. further up the south coast. And maybe because I was in a, a spot that I've always known to be very, yeah. very low key. It's yeah. a very, very chill, chilled yeah. spot. It, I've just found that. Yeah. That I had this mindset. I don't know, but I'd love to better keep this mindset over time in more serious waves. Mm. And all it was, was I was in there and I was getting um, quite a few waves. I tend to get a lot of waves anyway. Yeah. Wave count is probably, if I had a Trump, it's my one Trump card. It's my one yes. thing. I will get a lot of waves. Yes. Um, not necessarily surf them perfectly, but I'll get a lot of waves. And I was getting a lot of waves. And this guy kind of came over uh, on a beginner board and he goes, could you just see, did I tell you about this? I don't know if I told you about this. He said, could you just see what I do on the next wave? I, I've yeah. seen you get quite a few waves. I just wanted if yeah. you could see. I was like, wow, yeah, sure. Because other times I might've been like, well, I'm having a surf. So yeah. just go and have yeah. a surf. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. But I was in this real kind of lighthearted attitude. Uh, it was just messy two foot. Yeah, yeah, sure. I was like, yeah, of course I'll, I'll watch you. Yeah. And it was a real, it's like, wow, this is, this little nugget of what's taking place right now. The world could do a little bit more of, and could do with a bit more of, yeah. uh, certainly in the surfing world where there's yeah. a sort of breaking down of barriers, yeah. breaking down of barriers. And then how about I then say to him, dude, if I, could I, when I go for my next wave, you see me, could you see how my feet land? Well, yeah. Tell me if my foot, front foot yeah. lands horizontal or does it, or does it yeah. land slightly off the sweet spot yeah. or whatever? And they go, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll watch out for that. And you think, God, wow, imagine if, it, it, now I know we're now talking about a surf lineup utopia. Yeah. And it probably doesn't exist because we're all human. But I think even if we take just a little bit of that into our next surf, it'd be a, be oh, a cool thing, it, wouldn't it? It would. We're going to surf segment number one. Uh, that was a good Philosopher's Corner, dude. That Enjoyed was, that. That was a rich Philosopher's Corner. Yeah. A rich, meaty brew. That was like a hearty gravy. A bovril. Bone a bovril. Or, or, a mar- <laughs> or a marmite broth if you don't eat meat. Nice. Yeah. Bit of marmite broth. Segment one. Uh, the mindful surfer, we, we we do this little meditation, a couple of minutes, just to raise awareness, hopefully help your stress levels, help you feel calmer, so you can feel good and stoked in and out of the ocean. So take a deep breath in through your nose. And breathe out. And deep breath in. And breathe out. And breathe in. And breathe out. Just spend this moment now just consciously relaxing your body. So what I mean by that is is just pick up on your body in general. Face, chest, tummy, your legs, your arms, and your hands, fingers even. And just consciously relax through your breathing. So as you breathe out, just notice that there's all kinds of little bits of tension and bits that we hold on to 
particularly the stomach, the face too, and just draw your attention to relaxing your body. It's very simple. And if you can, let it go floppy. And with each breath, just kind of keep paying attention to the to what we call conscious relaxation, where you're letting muscles become loose and relaxed. Nice one, guys. That's called body scanning. It's been proven to raise your immune system. So it raises white blood cell count when you pause to consciously pay attention to the bits of your body that may need a release yeah. and, a, and a relax and a letting go. Because the mind and body are connected. Mm -hmm. And the body and mind are connected. It's completely intertwined. So you can improve your health by using your mind to pay attention yeah. to your body. It's a fascinating thing. That I think when it relates to surfing is um, stress management. And yeah. of course, surfing can be stressful. If you get dropped in on. Yeah. You're a little bit of a motherfucker on that front right now. I got well, And when I'm in the sea, I'm having to manage stress. I'm paying you back. Pay me back. Talking I, about I'll fitness. I'll take deep breaths. Now Liam's fitter, dropping in on me all the time. Well, you say that. It's who's got priority on the peak, you know. We need some WSL judges we, we do, to I come think, down and, and say who's got wave rights it's actually a valid point when you're on, <laughs> no it's a valid point when you're on beach breaks it's a yeah. very tricky thing to manage yeah. that very tricky there's lots going on yeah lots lots going on but on regards to the dropping in element that there is no right way to manage when you've been dropped in and or mm. when you've been the person who's dropped in yeah. on someone else because there's a feeling of guilt then yeah. sometimes or worry that you, yeah. you know, someone might throttle you or have a go at you or, or whatever ultimately whether you've been the person that's dropped in or whether you, the other person someone else has dropped in on you it takes stress management and we we, we don't talk about this mm. in the surf world mm. we don't talk about active in ocean stress management it's mm. a real thing yeah your whole session can be affected yeah. you can be off your game yeah. If you're super pissed off and that carries on and on, yeah. you start telling yourself this story that everyone seems to just be dropping in yeah. these days and how you're going to catch more waves. But if you paddle down the beach, that peak is a weaker peak that, that doesn't appeal to your surfing ability, whatever. There's a whole story that can really invade yeah. your surf experience. And I'll be the first to admit that I've had a number of occasions where my stoke level has dropped way down because yeah. all this kind of ego and anger yeah. has started to rise up because I'm... I've been dropped in on or I'm getting dropped in on. It's to do with expectation. If your expectation is heavily rules and regulations actually uh, orientated and there is a seeming contravention of that on a regular basis, you get angry about it. Mm. Well, if your expectation is it's just what it, what it is what it is and take this lesson into life is that the harder or the more you peg your uh, ego or ideals to something when there's a transgression against that, the angrier you get because your ego has been offended or your sense of moral justice has been... Um, sort of prodded but if you kind of let that slide a little bit more so you go in with an expectation that of course people will be dropping in and of course not everybody knows the rules of the ocean and of course then it sort of diffuses some of the red mist that will sometimes appear same for driving a car isn't it you know people appear to be doing things that you think are wrong then you'll get angrier than somebody who goes well everybody's a dickhead or whatever you know so true and you go me. into that the sort of uh, it's, it's to do with expectation i love that the weight of expectation can create energy in yourself that will ruin a an experience that could otherwise be good if you just stripped it back totally it's i think what we're expecting sometimes is perfect lineups yeah does it exist no hell no you know, the ocean is imperfect in itself. These waves are coming in different shapes, different sizes, yeah. different power, you know, in different frequency of sets and dot, 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 dot. Not only that, but then you add in humans. Humans, different abilities, different God, understanding. Different board.
scores, different ability. It's so you can't expect there to be such thing, a thing as a perfect lineup. I think what we do though is try and chase perfection. It's not a wave park. It's not a, a water park where you get a green light to go down the slide. Maybe that's what you need. Do you know what? You form an orderly queue. Yeah. And when the green light goes, that's your wave. But that if is you what miss co- it, you miss it. <laughs> is that what's happening at Wave Park? I've yet to go to a wave park. what's happening in Wave Park. You, you generally queue. Yeah. You're going through the queue. You're getting closer to the peak. And then, and then you're and on then the you peak. Go. And then, boom, it's your go, obviously. So nobody's dropping in at Wave Park. And, and Wave Parks are a great microcosm social experiment, psychological experiment, into how a beach could be. In Utopia, which is this this perfect little yeah. queue, and the per- next person comes along, and then- but let's be really honest, how how often does this queuing system Don't of get- surfing work? I mean, get fucking real, man. We're we're back into the realms. It pops up every episode. This order and chaos. Yeah, the sea, nature, is a chaotic place often. Yeah, and then you add humans into the mix, and they're going to make it even more bonkers. So you're going to get that, aren't you? Whereas in organised situations where it's controlled, it's man-made like a wave park, providing there's a sort of rule system that's policed, it's always going to be on the other side. So it's kind of uber-ordered. Mm-hmm. So you you miss out on certain things because the wave park is in that kind of complete calm and order. And in some ways you miss out sometimes in the sea because you're in utter chaos sometimes. But the gains that you get from that are also very rewarding. So like anything, it's sometimes great and it all works. It comes together perfectly. And other times, because of that chaos and that kind of lack of control, you're gonna, you're just going to get a shit, shit time. And it's why if you get four to six feet, now Liam's probably going no, two to three or three yeah, to four. Yeah. I'll go four to six yeah. or even five to seven. That kind, if you get that three, kind of, three to five, that's, what, that's it. For me. That's the that's lovely, I love that. What we're saying is... That's one three, foot of Hawaii. Three, three, <laughs> but it is. Yeah, it's, I know. It's hilarious. I never forget being in Hawaii where, you know, George is like, oh, it's a foot. And I'm looking at it going, fuck, that's yeah, a foot, yeah. man. <laughs> that's 10 feet right there. But there's this thing where... So it's more like head high. So like yours would be head. Yeah. Chest to head. Yeah. I like I like the sort of headset. Clean headset is lovely for me. Yeah. If it's, it's not too punchy, but like, but like got a nice little... And that's where we've, we've been in overhead and I'm mm-hmm. starting to go, this is something I'm getting a little bit more uncomfortable with. Yeah. But it depends on the, like we've always talked about, it's the fear scale rather than the size scale sometimes. Yes, because you can have Sometimes you can have much bigger overhead waves that are more manageable mm. from our experience than, I've, than we've been in stuff that is head, that is a lot more kind of brutal on the wipeout and a lot longer hold downs and not knowing which way up you are and all that sort of jazz. 100% true. So anyway, go on. Oh, no, no. I, but I was just saying, and, yeah. and, and then for me, like, I don't know if what, four to six, whatever yeah. it might be. But like, when you get those days and those sessions where it's just you and a friend or yeah. you and a couple other friends yeah. and there's no one else around and it all just comes together and everyone's getting waves, wow. When yeah. you're on your deathbed and you're looking yeah. back at the moments that made your life special, yeah. these will stand out. They Completely. will stand out. It, of course, the struggles will too, because it's all part of the journey. How can you get the satisfaction of those uncrowded days where it yeah. all comes together? If you didn't have the struggles in between, yeah. you've got to go through both to, to appreciate, Yeah, right? Can we make that a goal in surfing? I'm not sure that's very wise. It comes together spontaneously, doesn't it? Yeah. You, you, I'm sure you can set a goal of like, well, I want to surf in this part of the world where I know it's going to be really uncrowded and remote and we're going to have to hike and bike and wear thick suits and I don't know what it might be for you. Yeah. Now, that is a bit different. You can set a goal around that kind of remote yeah. travel thing. But let's be realistic. Most most of the time, a lot of people surf nowadays. 
Yeah. And we're going to have to put up with that. But so when it does come together, I think it's just spontaneous. I don't think you can say, oh, my intention this year is to yeah. surf uncrowded waves. And uh, that's probably an unwise thing to start setting up. Yeah. And part of the joy, as you're saying, is those moments that are given to you through all of the stars aligning in the right way that can never be repeated again. Well said. And therein, for me, not to get too Jerry Lopez about it, although I wish I was uh, Jerry, is that when all of those stars align for this magical moment that gives you this little secret hatch into uh, mindfulness, meditation, spirituality, joy, stoke, flow, it is the reason why we keep going back for more. And you can't find it. And you'll then be given it again. It's ephemeral. Yeah. And you go, wow, that's where it is. We are searching for those moments of, dare I say, having talked about the surfer's perfection fetish. It's those little, it's not perfection. It's those little glimpses into the, almost the the universe. Totally is. Yeah. Which is why that chaos is so rewarding sometimes. Mm, 100%. Yeah. Beautiful, my friend. Right. Um, Segment two, mind, body, stoke. So we talk about things that have been helping our minds and bodies to raise the stoke level in general. Now, for myself, stretching before bed. Now, Mm. I stretch generally anyway. Mm. I've I've got hip injuries, ankle injuries, knee injuries, head injuries, brain injuries probably (laughs) from years of of sports. Mm. Rugby in particular first, but then you add in layers of skating, surfing, snowboarding, did some bits, cricket even. So just if you lived a really active life or whatever you have done, I'm sure you've picked up injuries. Now, injuries are fascinating. They, they, They build up this fascia. And the fascia is this um, thing that the body does to, to protect mm. the injury. And it's, mm. a, it's a buildup of, of tissue uh, and inflammation, which is, a, is it then a protective element to stop that area from moving yes. through a fuller range of motion yes. to prevent you getting injured. Yeah. It's a really clever system, yeah, yeah. right? So the problem with that is, the crux is, that although it's helping us, it's also hindering us at the same time. Mm. So, for example, my inner thigh or mm. my right leg, if I sit even for more than like 45 minutes, like I'm doing in today's mm. show, it will be a bit sore when I stand yeah. up. It's just guaranteed. Yeah. So I'll stand up and I'll stretch it literally as soon as I stand up. Yeah. And so what I'm referring to here is the habit of stretching in general can transform your old injuries in your body. Yeah. Balance per se, which can then transform the longevity and enjoyment of your surfing. The question that I want to raise then is how does someone integrate the habit of stretching? Because it's habits are everything. For me, habit hacking is less about booking it in my diary, is less about I'm going to do it then, is less about this, less about that. And it's just much more about doing it right now. Yeah. Literally, the only moment that is the right moment to do anything that's going to be good for you is right now. And if you can't do it right now because of concrete black and white, yeah. then don't do it right now. Yeah. So, for example, if you're driving, yeah. don't stretch. Yeah. While you're driving, <laughs> no. or in the well, middle of a me- the middle yeah. of a meeting, or whatever it might be. Yeah. But if you then suddenly find yourself in life, as we do, but wouldn't it be great if we could not while you're driving, but in the middle of a meeting, wouldn't it be great if you yeah. could say? And I mean, I'm prone to doing bits of this because I, you know, from my particularly my back where I broke a couple of bones in my lower spine, is that the tightness there, and uh, I'm constantly shifting about, and sometimes it looks like I'm sort of doing some sort of grinding movement in my chair. But I'm just trying to mobilize the lower spine to stop it seizing up because yep. the discs have gone and there's arthritis in the facet joints there. So again, to be authentic humans, this is where the working from home thing during coronavirus has been good for a lot of people who have these kind of things like you and I will, where you can cat stretch or cow stretch or do yoga moves or stretches during the working day. And suddenly mobility's better, the pain's gone away. So the sitting down in sedentary jobs yep. and offices is so unnatural. Yeah, uh, Tony Riddle does a lot of this with his uh, floor-based 
sitting and movement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about really Tony like on the Tony. show. I've followed a lot of those principles of him while I've been working. So I don't work at a desk anymore at home. I sit, uh, squat on the floor or sit on a roller and use a chair as a desk to put the laptop on. And all of that stuff has been fantastic. But it's amazing. Because we worry about what other people think, you know, in a meeting room, he doesn't say, can, does anybody mind if I just bend over and touch my toes because my back is killing me? It's ridiculous. And we should be free to we do that. so should. Yeah. So, so should. And I want to come back to this point about motivation with stretching. Yeah. I think that it's, it's going to be crucial for your surfing longevity that you stretch. Yeah. The question is, how do you integrate more of it? Because mm. it's very easy for life to get yeah. ahead of these habits, right? Yeah. There's two things. One, just do it now. Yeah. Just do it right now. And that's in any now moment you can find yourself in. Yeah. Now that that's a black and white. Like you might not be able to at all, yeah. at all, because you're literally in the midst of something. Mm. But if there's that spare moment, which by the way makes up a tremendous amount of our day, you're just doing the dishwasher. Yeah. Rather than bend over to do the dishwasher, lunge down to do the dishwasher and just hold the lunge while you put the plate in. And I know that's weird, mm. but we've got to bring a bit of that weirdness yeah. to start to get over. And this is my point I'm really coming to, to overcome the inertia to not do something. Yeah. The inertia to not do something is far, far greater than to do it. Yeah. Because we've not had the positive feedback loop yet of doing it, mm. which makes it, of course, way easier to do. Yeah. So when you've done half an hour's running full of endorphins mm. and wah, then the propensity to overcome the inertia to stretch is way easier because you're mm. already yeah. in the positive loop of mm. feeling good. If you feel good, we just do stuff. Yeah. This is when we're at base, mm. at not feeling mm. exceptional. We just feel mm. normal, just mm. everyday normal, mm. neither high nor low. And for me, I'm very, very disciplined with my stretching, but I know for sure that the pre-bed stretching has a real impact on my sleep depth yes. and I wake up looser and it really, really helps uh, my stress levels and my immune system and all these good benefits. And I go hit and miss with it and hit and miss with it and hit and miss with it. And you know what it is? It's really trying to walk my talk. And when I was going out to bed, I think it was like four nights ago, trying to get back into it. Yeah. Rather than think in my head, I'm going to do a 20 minute stretch. All I need to do to overcome the inertia is just start stretching. Yeah. So I walk up the stairs and I'm start, and I'm already starting to do my calf stretch. Yeah. I'm taking deep breaths, deep breaths. Before I know it, I've moved into the bedroom and I'm doing my hip stretches. It starts with one moment mm -hmm. right now, yeah. Do that stretch now. Yeah. Because as soon as you're in the loop of doing something, the likelihood it is of you doing more of it has gone up by 300%. There's an yeah. amazing book called The Power of Habits. Yes. And the power of you not doing something yeah. is so powerful that it stops you doing stuff. Mm. It just means that if you do something just even for five seconds, 10 seconds, massive, you're 300% apparently yeah. more likely to carry on doing it. Yeah. So you just got to right now. Yeah. Exactly. Just do it. Right this moment. And that's the big the big insight for me to this week. And it's already helped. And my hips feel better. My back feels better oh, in the morning. It's, it's huge. It's, it's huge discipline. I have to do it every morning. But some mornings I, I sort of, you know, we're all human, aren't we? And you don't get the chance or you sort of think, oh, I'll try and get away with it. But it's so powerful, especially as your body ages. And you're right, if you've had all of the injuries that you've had and, and sort of I've had knocks, bashes, breaks and all sorts of stupid things. And it will come back and bite you. At, uh, in later years so to keep moving I just want to mention because I, I need to look a little bit more at some of principles around her movement but there's somebody that we follow on on social as we build this kind of uh, Instagram thing uh, called Dr. Ailish McLaughlin and she's a movement specialist mm -hmm. at one of the gyms in, in London but she does a lot around joint mobility and form and how we exercise. I love to chat to her actually on the show just because the stuff that I've seen uh, on her online tutorials is really, really fascinating. But how a lot of the time that we're doing these movements as we train and especially people that are interested in uh, functional fitness and they go to the gym or even aesthetic fitness and they're going to get strong and big and they're deadlifting and they're bench pressing. And actually, unless your joints move in the correct form 
without any load or weight placed on it. As soon as you ask it to then carry load, if it doesn't, you're already starting to damage the tissue, the joints, the body. You're asking other parts of the body that are not designed to take that load in that way to take the strain. And so, you know, I, I think there was some statistic that she was talking about that something like 90%, 98, 90% of people's bodies don't yet work in the way they need them to, to go and do some of the exercises that they're being pushed to do in a gym. So we're just sort of building these injuries without thinking first about what are the foundational movements that I need to do mm. to build that functional form, a movement uh, that then has a body that's, uh, creates a body that's fit enough and adaptable enough to then load weight into it, for example, or more stressful movements or more powerful movements. So really uh, like I that. just thought it was worth mentioning her because um, get her on the I've, show. I've been sort of checking out some of her stories and it looks amazing. Talk, talking about your movement, every morning she's ha- she has a routine of moving joints from sort of top to toe really and it's it looks fantastic really cool dude the other thing that makes me think of when it comes to sort of joint health and how it relates to surfing Mm. is that it's very easy and i've done this to compare my routine with someone else's and then then start to feel envious because there are certainly people i know in my sporting life who just seem to never get injuries and Mm. don't seem to have to do f all to maintain a level of mm. muscular balance, performance, dot, yeah. dot, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I could start to then go, will they be found out eventually? Well, what we then need on this show yeah. is people in their late 50s, their 60s, their 70s coming on this show yeah. who've lived and walked that talk and be able to tell you either yes or no. Because, yeah. of course, again, I guess it's going to be individual. And we're all different. And we're all different. And we're all built differently. Totally. But I do have this thing and I've got to catch myself when I do it when I'm like, God, man, the amount of hours of stretching and mobility and strengthening stuff that I have to do to maintain a level of well-being that I'm happy with yeah. is way higher, it seems like, than some people. Yeah, think. but I, I would always say don't give, for anybody listening on that, don't give yourself a hard time because it's a bit like the old sort of, everybody will always tell you, there's an instinctive ego thing, almost the opposite way sometimes, where you'll ask somebody, hey, what do you do for, oh, nothing, I just, you know, I don't do very much. But yeah, behind closed doors, true. they're pulling up, pressing up, squatting all the time. And then yeah. say, oh, you know, I just do it. You know, I don't really do very much to uh, work out. That's you know, so, so be- true, dude. They could put on the shield like, yeah, yeah. I don't do much. I don't yeah. do much. Actually, I'm almost in that realm a little yeah. bit because the amount that I do yeah. is almost yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that, that is what you end up with when you, you see me at my local. Yeah. They're like, you're telling me you've done this many hours of yeah. preparation and that is the level of surfing you're at? <laughs> you are a joke, Will Foster. <laughs> Dude, have you got anything, mind and body? Not to add to it. I mean, I've got to be very mind. We're, in, we're talking of summer season. Uh, summer season, when you live by the coast, is often, even in these times, we have uh, socially distant get-togethers, very sociable crew. So making sure your diet nutrition isn't overwhelmed with, especially post-summer surf, beers, crisps, good stuff, things that, you know, nutritionally might sort of just eat away at the fitness gains that you've made. So uh, I'm just body-wise, just sort of keeping myself in check there and, and regulating my joy for mm. crispy products and, and booze. Listeners will know that's my Achilles heel. Well, there you go. If you read the work of someone like T.S. Wiley, we'll yeah. mention the show, and it's yeah. a phenomenal book called Lights Out. Her research has shown that epidemiologically, so this is the kind of looking back at, yeah. at, at sort of, well, it's not epidemiology, epidemiology it's the um, anthropology, should mm-hmm. I say, yeah. the research on, on, on human evolution in that sense, socially, as well as physically on these things, that she's seen this trend that our genes start to express differently when we get more light on us, which you'd imagine anyway, yes. so our environment clearly yeah. has a huge effect on yeah. genetics. Yeah. 
but that the genes are urging us towards a greater insulin sensitivity. So what mm. she saw, saw from her research was mm. that in the summer months, now this makes sense mm. because there's there's more fruit in the trees, yes. there's yes. more animals around, there's yeah. you know just abundance of, yes. of calories, yeah. is that we are actually designed to fatten up yeah, for winter. in the summer months. So that they come winter, we've got this body fat mm. on us. And, and so there's not only be kind to yourself anyway, because that goes without saying. Well, give me that book and I'm going straight <laughs> to the... <laughs> and straight to the Dorito That's... counter. <laughs> it's... Uh, what's the limit on um, stockpiling uh, Doritos chili heat waves yeah, over quite. the coronavirus pandemic? Yeah, quite. It's, it's all my days. Listen, dude, everyone has their weakness. Oh, mine, right. mine is dark chocolate. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it as Jesus well. Jesus Christ. But, but I've always tended to fatten up yep. a little bit more in summer yep. than I have in winter. This year's different for me because I've had more health challenges. Yes. So I'm leaner this year, just overall consistently, but just yeah. because of health challenges, I can't, I cannot eat yeah. some dark chocolate or some crisps or have a little bit of booze. I had some the other day, like even I had a half a cider mm. after the cricket and whoa, next day, day after day after that, getting what, brain okay. fog yeah. and issues. And so this is like an underlying thing that I'm dealing with, which is yeah. probably a, a fungal infection or a, mm. or a parasite of some kind where I'm just figuring out how to uh, work it out of the body. But anyway, yeah. point is, be kind to yourself. Be if kind. you find yourself having a few more beers. Yeah. And a few more calories at this time of year. Well, there's a whole thing sometimes in this. Uh, there's a kind humans movement. We're pushing it. I'll follow those as well. But saying sometimes it's, well, maybe all the time. And it's a question. Is it better to be kind than to be right? And that applies to yourself as well. It's big, dude. You know? It's a big, big, big one. Shall we leave it on that? Yeah, shall we? Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next time. We just want to mention before we go that we've got my brother coming on soon. Yes. Who's a surfboard shaper. George. Foiler. George Foster. In Hawaii, George Foster. And Adam Amin, who's also coming to the show, Big Wave Charger. So we're yes. going to get these guys in and we're going to filter our kind of guests in. It's going to be kind of very much, kind of 15 to 20 minutes yep. is what we agreed upon. That's we don't true. want the show to be about the That's what we're saying last se. week, yeah. It's not sort of a full-on guest show, this, but that we, we will be inviting some people that we know or like or kind of have something to say around Mind, Body and Stoke to come and get involved in the conversation. And sometimes there'll be people that you might know and be aware of. And sometimes there'll be uh, people that have just got something interesting to say that we want them to share it with you. Totally. Really so, cool. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your weekend. N- nice one, guys. See you soon. Bye.